Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Bruiser Nation members of all ages, it's time. It's time. It's Bruise Cruise time. All right, Bruiser Nation, welcome back to the Bruise Cruise podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be reviewing the dual WWF title matches from WrestleMania 10. Lex Luger versus Yokozuna with the winner facing Brett the Hitman Hart. Now, a little bit of backstory here. The finish of the Royal Rumble saw Brett the Hitman Hart and Lex Luger eliminate each other at basically the same time, both feet touching the floor simultaneously. So it was ruled that there would be two, count them, two WWF title matches. That means no matter what, everybody was pulling double duty according to storyline. Bret Hart had a match earlier in the evening with Owen. And if Lex were to beat Yokozuna he would have to wrestle twice. The same goes for Yokozuna. If he defeats Lex Luger, he will have to wrestle twice. So we are going to go over Lex Luger versus Yokozuna at WrestleMania 10 for the WWF Championship. Couple of celebrity surprises that I forgot about on this one. We had Donnie Wahlberg as the guest ring announcer for this WWF Championship matchup. And Mr. Perfect returned. He was the special guest referee. Now, there's a pretty good backstory here. When you look at last year, Lex Luger had that Lex Express and he traveled the country all summer long, leading to SummerSlam where he faced Yokozuna for the first time. Oh, and did I forget to mention that during the Lex Express, he actually was the first man to body slam Yokozuna, but he failed to capture the WWF Championship at SummerSlam. He won the matchup, however, it was via countout. So, classic wrestling rules, you can only win the championship by pinfall or by submission. So even though Lex Luger won, he didn't get the title. And Lex just goes in a fury of rights and lefts when this matchup begins, almost overwhelming the much larger Yokozuna to the point where he has to basically roll out through the middle rope to escape from Lex Luger. Thinking he had the upper hand, he nails Lex Luger and attempts to smash Lex's face into the steel steps. But Lex was just not having it. Quick counter to the gut, smashes Yokozuna's face into the steps. Now there's questions. Yokozuna's down. How's Lex gonna get him in the ring? Oh my goodness. Of course, it's not the finish. So Lex rolls him back into the ring at about eight and continues the pressure just going at him and using as much strength as he can. But then Lex's strength also becomes a downfall. So much energy was spent at just the little bit of damage that he was able to do to Yokozuna. He attempted a body slam and Yokozuna was not ready for that. He was not beat down enough. He knew Lex could do it. You know, going through, I talk about it a lot here on this Bruce Cruz podcast. The psychology of it is he was not worn down enough 
there was no way he's going to let Lex Luger body slam him, and he did not. He crushes him when Lex Luger picks him up for the body slam and almost gets the three. And this is the point in the matchup where the pace gets very slow because of Yokozuna's style. He's a monster. He's massive. He's slow, and he's going to do what he wants. Now, he did keep up the pressure. There were chops. There were falling fist smashes. Everything that you are accustomed to seeing from Yokozuna, you saw. The move of the matchup, though, man, did Yokozuna have a vicious-looking belly-to-belly suplex. I thought it was over. I popped again when I watched it back this morning. And it was amazing how they, they told a story but they didn't overdo it. They didn't try to do things they couldn't. They didn't try to reinvent the wheel. They just went out there and had a wrestling match between a strong guy and a brick wall. Oh, and did I mention that Yokozuna is so powerful that he smashes Lex's face into the top turnbuckle and has time to untie the dang thing. Like normally you'll have a manager or someone else do that, but no, not, not Yokozuna. No, he took it upon himself to do it, which almost became his downfall. Lex Luger countered Yokozuna's attempt to smash his face into the exposed turnbuckle. And just when you thought it was over, Lex Luger hits his running bionic forearm, goes for the pin. Oh no, Jim Cornette hops up in the apron. Lex Luger gets out of the pin, pulls him into the ring, takes him out, runs over, attacks Mr. Fuji who's on the apron, takes him out as well, and then makes the cover. But Mr. Perfect won't count. He's trying to get Jim Cornette out of the ring. Lex gets his attention once again. Now he's trying to get Mr. Fuji out of the ring and still will not make the count. Lex once again gets up from covering Yokozuna to confront Mr. Perfect and say, what are you doing? Covers Yokozuna for a third time. Mr. Perfect looks down, walks over and calls for the bell. Mr. Perfect screwed Lex Luger for the WWF Championship, leading to a storyline between them. So all in all, the storytelling during this WWF matchup was wonderful. The it's It wasn't a catch-as-catch-can, it's not a five-star classic, it's nothing like that, but it's not a bad matchup either, and the reason behind it was the story. And all you wrestling fans who've been watching as long as I have know that the story is just as important as what you do out there. And with that, with that, Yokozuna retained the WWF Championship in the first title match of the evening, which means, which means Yokozuna versus Bret the Hitman Hart in the main event of WrestleMania two years in a row. And we have reached the main port of call today, or main excursion, whichever you would prefer. Bret the Hitman Hart versus Yokozuna for the WWF Championship. And they got Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds to announce this. I'm not sure how happy he was to be there. It might have been because of his broken hand, because that thing was wrapped tight. But he wasn't as excited as you as as Donnie Wahlberg was, for instance, earlier in the evening. And then we get a guest referee, who you may ask, the rowdy one himself, Rowdy Roddy Piper. And there's history between him and Brett. 
they had that Intercontinental Championship match and Brett was able to defeat him. So there was a question there if Rowdy Roddy Piper was going to be fair and impartial as a referee. And he very much was throughout the matchup. I did notice though, like his counts were really fast, like real life fast, not wrestling fast, where it's like two or three seconds is one, two, three. No, he's like one, two, three. Like count really fast, like not wrestling standard fast at all. Yokozuna was not playing around in this one. The psychology behind this for actually both competitors was let's get this over with. We already wrestled once. Brett's knee got injured during the matchup with Owen that Brett lost. By the way, Owen Hart did defeat Brett the Hitman Hart in the opening matchup of WrestleMania 10. And I mean, Yokozuna's biting him and just trying anything to finish Bret Hart off quickly. But the true story of this match was how much punishment Bret the Hitman Hart could take because there wasn't much to this one. This was another one of those. It was just, it was more about the story of Bret Hart overcoming Yokozuna finally than it was, you know, what happened in the ring. Because like I said, there wasn't much to it. There were a lot of punches, lots of kicks, biting, chops. But just like Lex and Yokozuna, they didn't try to reinvent the wheel. They didn't try to do anything they weren't comfortable with. They just went out there and did the best match that they could while following the psychology of the evening which actually led to the finish and when i watched this what was 1999 i bought this pay-per-view wrestlemania 10 on vhs tape yes folks vhs tape for anybody out there that knows what it is and i thought the finish was awful back then now that i know more about the business and i know a little bit more about how the psychology of a match should go the finish was great yokozuna made a mistake he was way too exhausted to climb the middle rope and deliver the bonsai drop but he tried it anyway he ended up falling hitting his head on the canvas after coming crashing down and brett was able to make the pinfall and take the wwf championship and i still remember the first time i watched it i was like well that's that's anticlimactic." i watched it again and the crowd popped. They were so happy to have Bret the Hitman Hart finally win the WWF Championship. And looking at it from a different perspective, it was very much a great way to end their little story, especially because now I know more about the backstory. It was just, oh, I'm going to buy this one. My friend told me it was a good pay-per-view, so I'm going to buy it. I hadn't watched WrestleMania 9 prior to this. I didn't know their history. And so I think after years and knowing the story that I don't know if they could have done a better type of a finish. Bret Hart got his bulldog in. Yokozuna didn't crush his face with the leg drop this time. And the story was good. All in all, it was a pretty decent WWF championship. And I really think it would be probably remembered more fondly if it wasn't for that ladder match between Sean and Razor Ramon. Because the two best matches, honestly, by far were the ladder match and then Bret Hart and Owen. And so begins the first title reign 
of the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. At WrestleMania 10, Bret Hart was able to overcome Yokozuna to become the new WWF Champion. And don't miss an all-new episode of the Bruise Cruise Podcast each and every Thursday. Hit that follow button, and I'll come to you from your favorite podcasting app. Oh, yeah. About next week. I really can't get enough ladders. So we're just going to go ahead and talk about some more. The first excursion of Episode 9 will be Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, for the Intercontinental Championship. And then... The main excursion of the Bruce Cruz podcast, Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy for the WWE Championship. Did I mention that these are both ladder matches? I really wasn't kidding. I can't get enough ladder matches. Until next week, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good.